Last week, our dog had a hairball. I know, I'd never heard of it before. Uh, we adopted a pit bull mix who was about a year old from an adoption event, and it became clear quickly that she had been abused. Uh, we obviously don't know the details, but she exhibited fear and shame in ways that we did not expect. She barks at men wearing hats, including my husband. She runs away if I try to brush her. And the first thing I noticed about her actually at the adoption fair was how she looked desperately from person to person who passed by, wanting to fit their needs and wanting to gain their approval. Uh, we brought her home, named her Daisy, and spent a very challenging first year acclimating her to a multi-dog, multi-cat household, all in the midst of a global pandemic. And now she's mild and well-behaved, most of the time. But Friday morning, she had a hairball, something our cats have made us very familiar with. Uh, she won't let us brush her, as I said, and she gets when she gets anxious or nauseous, she licks the floor as a compulsion. Apparently, she licked up enough dog and cat fur to throw up a cylindrical ball of fur, which was quite large. I picked it up, wiped the floor, and then I looked at Daisy, and she was looking at me with her head hanging, seemingly overwhelmed with shame. I recognized it because I know what it feels like. You want desperately to be accepted, um, but you also don't want to be seen. You don't want to be associated with the things you've done or the way that you are. Do you know what it's like to feel that with God? And what does it say about God when we feel this existential sense of shame? Does he want to catch us doing the wrong thing? Are we meant to be ashamed? The readings this week refer to the great commandment, um, which I'll get to. So I want to start with the Old Testament or Hebrew Bible reading, then bring us up to the gospel. Obviously, I'm surrounded by our dogs, so you might be hearing some uh, shaking and playing. Um, the first reading is from Leviticus, a Latin word meaning, and he called, and which delineates rules for how priests should live. And I'm referring here to Hebrew priests, the ones who were able to perform sacrifices in the temple altar in ancient Judaism. Uh, you might have heard people talk about Leviticus because it has lots and lots of rules, many of which are seemingly impossible to adhere to, especially in modern society. But because of this, a lot of people want to disregard it altogether. Um, so let's start with today's reading from Leviticus 19. It's verses 1 and 2 and verses 15 to 19. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Do not pervert justice, do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Now, in the gospel reading for this week, Jesus is questioned by the Pharisees, a class of priests who were known for their strict adherence to the law, speaking of Leviticus. And they're really trying to figure Jesus out in some um, rhetorical moves that could be interpreted as trying to trap him in a lie or trip him up, discredit him. And at times, maybe they're really just not sure who this guy thinks he is. Um, so this is the reading from Matthew 22. Verse 34, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, 
love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So this is what we call a great commandment. The Pharisees were experts in the law. And now Jesus is saying, if you do these two things, you've done enough, essentially. God is happy with you. Leviticus lays out priestly ceremonies, rules for offerings, Jewish festivals, atonement for violating the laws, and there are a lot of laws. Does this replace them? And I'm suggesting this isn't a new law. This is a new love. You can love God and not honor him. But if you love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, you must honor him. It is an all-consuming love. It is an obsession. It is a tiny, persistent voice. It is a song that is stuck in your head. Now, when Jesus talks about love of your neighbor, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. How do we love ourselves? Will we do something to ourselves with the intention of hurting ourselves, of embarrassing ourselves, even if sometimes we inadvertently do these things? No. It's not that Jesus is saying, forget all the rules. It's that if you understand what love is, you will adhere to them. The love that Jesus speaks of, that he wants us to have for God and for each other is not the deepest love we can imagine. The deepest love we felt for others or the deepest love that we have felt someone else give to us. It's more. When my dog had a hairball, a situation I did not sign up for when I adopted a 50 pound pit bull, she thought I was disappointed in her. She didn't want to want me to look at her because if I looked at her, I might see her. My love for Daisy doesn't care that she inconvenienced me. It worries that she feels such anxiety or such physical discomfort, and it wants her to get better. My wish for her to be free of shame is greater than her shame. And this is what God feels for us, but more. It is a love we can only strive for and hope that we will wander one day into the perfection of love and which we will absolutely feel on the other side of eternity. It will be warm like the sun. It will be so bright that we will absolutely be seen. And we will know beyond all doubt that we are welcome just the way we are. I want to invite you right now away from any shame you might feel and ask you to look directly in Jesus's eyes. I want Christians to take a look at the love you're giving and for everyone to look at the love you're getting. A study of over 21,000 18 to 30 year olds from 2011 to 2018 examined thoughts among people of different sexual identifications and also rated how important religion was in each of these participants' life. Religious young adults were less likely to consider or attempt suicide if they were straight. But lesbian and gay young adults who reported religion was important or very important to them were 38% more likely to have had recent suicidal thoughts. If you look at lesbians only, they were 52% more likely to have suicidal thoughts if they were religious than if they weren't. Individuals who were questioning their sexuality were almost three times as likely to have recently attempted suicide if they said religion was very important to them than if not. If you are anywhere on any spectrum and the church or anyone associated is making you feel shame or leading you to think that God doesn't want to see you, that is not God's love. 
If you are outside the church, if you are not a Christian, if you are a Christian with unpopular views, whoever you are, if Christians are making you feel shame, that is not God's love. It might be imperfect human attempts at love. It might be something else altogether, but it is not the love of God. The love of God wants to look right at you and know you and bring you peace. The love of God welcomes you and the love of God surpasses all understanding. If the church has hurt you, it is not God who has hurt you. It is an imperfect people who frequently tries but always falls short. I want you to meditate this week on what God's love feels like. I pray the Holy Spirit comes upon you and that you get a glimpse of the love that God wants to share with you, that you feel unabashedly accepted and adored, and that you will find the peace and strength to share that love with others. Amen.